Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide the anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our novice, Will. How are you, Will? I'm alright, to be honest, but um, I've got a bit of an issue. Is it that you're sick? Oh, no, I am sick. I'm definitely sick. But no, it's not that. It's that... Um, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with your strategy for show watching. I'm going to do a peek behind <laughs> okay. the curtain uh, for all, all of our listeners. We're recording two back to back today. And Indeed. and so that means we've had oh, to no. watch two different shows. And don't sit there thinking that I haven't seen your game plan, Sam. Like I don't know what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. It's too coincidental for it not to be deliberate that we have a studio mapper and a Studio Ghibli, like my favorite and worst studios in the anime world. <laughs> One of my back to back, back to back, so that it's like, oh, I'll show him this great show, and then I'll show him something that he's gonna hate, and it's just, I don't know why you hate Ghibli so much. This is the hottest take of the year. Is that you? <laughs> don't like ghibli for I've whatever seen, reason i've seen one ghibli and i hated it so my so it's a hundred percent a bad studio in my in my experience at this stage although we're going to talk about one today we'll we'll talk about so for spoilers and and i don't know i guess unrelated information we'll do the studio ghibli one now and in next week you'll see what we're doing for studio mapper um <laughs> but uh yeah so for those of you that don't know, sorry, that's a massive tangent. I just needed to get that out of my system. It was really, it was really building up. You had to air it out. I, I did. understand. I, did. I understand. Um, we talk about anime. Sam gives us a show or a movie, and we pick it apart. We discuss it. Um, I come at the point, come at it from the point of view of a noob. I have not grown up in an, with anime the same way that Sam has, and he comes at it from the weeb perspective. And we meet somewhere in the middle and decide whether these shows are good enough. And, um, I guess special enough that they could be shown to a absolute novice to get them hooked on anime. Our mission is to get as many, to create weebs. We're going to create Mass weebs out, out of the dregs of hatred. Um, <laughs> as so, <laughs> is, is the case in this film. Um, Sam, we're watching Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Princess Mononoke. Why? Why would anyone want to watch this? It's it's a film, not a not a series. Why is everyone watching this? I feel like the my my main point. I was just going to walk in, and I was just going to say, "Well, it's a Studio Ghibli film, therefore we should watch it." But you don't like Ghibli, so I can't really <laughs> use that as a convincing factor. But it comes from good pedigree. It comes from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki, who is the driving force of Studio Ghibli. And with that name and that so title, he's the guy studio, I've got to kill. He's the man. Good luck. <laughs> if he doesn't kill himself first with all the smoking and all of the overwork that he does. Oh, wow. Because this man pretty much solo animates with a, obviously some assistance, but he solo animates most of the big sequences in these movies. Oh, wow. He's running on almost, I think, 80, 90 years old now. And he's retired two or so times before, but he just, he can't quit. He's got to get back in the game. He didn't hear no bell. He's going to animate one more film and save anime. Uh, okay, I, I I respect that. I like that guy. That's like he sounds like a cool guy. Like just never giving up. It, it, it's he can't contain the creativity. Yeah, he can't contain his creativity, but he does it being the grumpiest man yeah. possible. He's like the quintessential grumpy <laughs> old grandpa who 
is really good at his job, but hates every second of it. Yeah. It's that, that fucking artistic temperament, isn't it? You just can't control it. It's just, I'm just so creative and so inspired. You just don't understand me on this level. Now get back to work. Get it. God. <laughs> Pretentious assholes. Mm. Anyway, if you like fantasy, if you like adventures, if you like really quite stunning animation, then you should probably give Princess Mononoke a try. Okay. I mean, fine. I guess we'll talk about yeah. it and we'll pick it apart and decide whether you, this can get, this can have a one-for-one one win rate against itself. Yeah. Can it reverse mm. the hatred you developed for Spirited Away? Um, Let's find out. Okay. All right, well, so... For those who maybe watched Princess Mononoke a long time ago or are when, waiting to watch it. Oh, what year? I think the 90s? 90, maybe 97. I think it was one of the last few. It's, it precedes Spirited Away. I know oh, that. Oh, does it? Okay. Interesting. 1997. Nailed it. Ha <laughs> ha So smart. <laughs> and modest too. And <laughs> handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um... <laughs> Okay, do I have to sum up the plot of this movie? Yes, please. Okay, so our main boy, Ashitaka, is that right? Ashitaka. Ashitaka. Yes. He, he gets cursed by a raging boar. Um, I've actually written bull in my notes. You can tell I'm hopped up on, on painkillers I was last night. Um, <laughs> Ashitaka gets cursed by a raging boar and he's forced to kill it when his village attacks. It gets, it infects his arm and now he's like poisoned in like this parasitic sort of way. He goes off to find the cure and in, on his travels, he's entwined in a greater fight for the magical forest where Ooh. the gods of the forest in animal form strategize and have different ways that they're going to save the forest. Um, and the humans yes. are trying to take over the forest. The humans mm. don't want the forest to be there so that they can mine it for iron and stuff. Uh, iron. And yes. it's mainly focusing, he, he bumps into these people from Iron Town and starts mm-hmm. getting to know them. And we meet Abiyoshi or someone. Abiyoshi. 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 Sorry. Abiyoshi. Abiyoshi. Um, who is the leader of the Iron Town thing. And they decide that they need to defeat the spirits of the forest. So they go to kill the forest. And violence ensues and um, much violence there's so much violence it all ends happy spoilers oh it all ends happy spoilers oh sorry what? sorry ludicrous <laughs> okay yeah that's that's pretty much it it's, it's quite a straightforward adventure where ashikata is trying to heal his arm and in the meantime lots of limbs are severed from bodies as he goes <laughs> in his to try and fix fashion. his arm it's, in, it's insane. Wait, wait, what's what's wanna... your best? What's your best arm sever of of the film? Best arm sever of the film. I think it's got to go to the first time yes. he loses the arrow and it hits the guy's katana hilt and it tears off both of his arms <laughs> and pins him to a tree. I'm like, oh no, oh god. My my favorite one is the really clean, simplified cut when the um, massacre is going on and. The guy, the guy's there with his sword, oh, and he yeah. just goes. It's just a ah! and it's just like this little Wilhelm scream, scream in the background, and his arm just gets cleanly severed, as if it's like I don't know, a bit of Lego that just gets pulled apart. 
you I see think it in the head distance. goes off in the same way, right? Like in <laughs> yes, you yeah. see these these samurai attacking the village, and it's just like limbs are popping off, and they're stabbing people on the road. And this kind of level of violence is something that is very very different compared to what we watched before, Spirited Away. And I don't know. I think it grounds it a bit more. Aside from the hilarious Lego arms popping off, yeah, here, here and there. I think it does something to make this more of a dark fantasy and to kind of up the stakes a bit more. And throughout the course of the film, like injuries don't just magically get shown and shrugged off. They actually persist and maintain like the scar on his cheek and stuff. Mm, Yeah. I mean, interesting. Um, Okay. So uh, talking about Studio Ghibli and about, okay, there was some, there were some similarities, right? That I saw Uh some connections that I made between this and, um, spirited away that I think encapsulate what everyone loves about it and also what I find hard sometimes to uh, lose myself in um, okay and that that to me is their focus it seems to me that Studio Ghibli is all about mm-hmm. the world building and they do that to the expense yeah. of a lot of other things um, so like I, I, I genuinely oh. what, watching this I really love the way they build the world, the, there's the law and everything seems to be really cohesive. Mm. Um, you've got like the medieval fortresses that are really well artistically put together so that, so that they're like realistic yeah. and believable. They go into so much depth to pull apart the workings of the uh, iron fortress. Like they spend so yeah. long, just like they did in Studio Ghibli of like those background shots of like, and they'll just linger on the workers pumping the, um, the mm. whatever they're called. The billows. The billows. Um, and, and th- there's just so much. And then like the forest and the, that whole scene. And th- there's so much there that makes it feel like a and really well thought out world. Um, definitely. And that even ties into some of the dialogue choices as well. Like, the characters speak not like in some other shows that we've watched or other movies where they're there in a film. They speak as though they have history with one another. They refer to events that have happened in this world that we're never going to find out about, Mm. but did happen and make those interactions more meaningful. Okay. But this is, this is where I, I find it hard sometimes lose myself in the, in the film is because I don't, care enough about the characters and the story i feel the characters mm. are very pass- passive the protagonists are very yeah. passive they're definitely were spirited away and here it's not as much but again the protagonist is sort of just a bystander or a, a half an antagonist to the whole situation um because yeah. this, this stuff is going on regardless right he's wandered into this um, yeah, he's stumbled into the middle of it. And, and we know nothing about him as a person, really, apart from he mm. wants to stop hateful things. Like, he's quite a good person. Yeah. From the sense of it. He's a good balance. Um, it starts off quite nice. It's a simple motivation of going to get his arm cured. Mm. But even from that very beginning, he's. it's said that he's a prince, but we don't see his village, really. We see the inside of the elder woman's house as she says, Sorry, mate you have been disowned because you've been cursed never return and then that's it and then he's on his journey and we know like you said nothing of his motivations other than i want to fix my arm um they they, they give the just... really bare minimum when it comes to his character depth like even his relationship with mm-hmm. his sister and with other people is just very 
oh yeah I'll, I'll never forget you bye and then he's off and it's... then immediately forgotten <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And he, i mean she, i could she... never forget you it falls in love with the first woman he sees in the road <laughs> oh i could never take your dagger immediately gives it to the first woman he sees on the road <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah ashitaka is a bit of a weird one because for as much as the film is called princess mononoke it's actually 42 minutes Ashitaka until she turns up until we hear princess mononoke 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 yeah that's the first time we hear that those name that name i think wow it's yeah. the first time i clocked it anyway it, and it's yeah because that entire time is spent building up part of his journey like we even even then his traveling to iron town mm. we get a nice little montage what did you think of this montage as he's uh, crossing the fields and rivers. Yeah, I liked reach... it. I liked the OST. Um, you know, it's got that classic... Gorgeous uh, orchestral stuff. Yeah, it's got that classic sort of, you know, Lord of the Rings vibes, that fantasy world um, orchestra mm. playing over the beautiful shots. Um, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. I just... The, 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 again, there's that, there's that feeling you get where... And again, with Spirited Away, they're spending a long time. And, you know, we, we've already said off air that this was a long film there's yeah or two hours 20 nearly there's a long time spent on those things and i just don't know whether it's almost count it's almost the opposite of what you expect from anime like anime seems we're in your short short 20 25 minutes you speed through a lot and yeah you might have some great artwork in there but it's not often that you spend that length of time on something like this and it it just it did feel to drag a lot at times um, yeah there were very slow bits where not a lot is happening characters are either just looking at beautiful vistas or they're traveling or they're speaking but not saying anything there's a lot of kind of dead air time like the whole stuff when he goes to that first sounds like our podcast for the first time. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> got him yeah go on um, speaking to like the when monk. he goes to that town for the first time and uh he pays for the rice with the gold nugget yeah. and then the monk spends about two or three minutes saying well if my eyes don't deceive me i think this is a piece of gold is there a gold appraiser around here i don't think so <laughs> <And it's laughs> i guess not... i'll appraise it myself <laughs> yeah and then the woman just takes it from the woman <laughs> it's like yeah it, and i think that's something that ghibli films are maybe all guilty of i can't think of any of the ones that i've seen that don't have at least a little bit of that element of meandering. transient meandering, yeah. Mm. Where, but I don't know. Sometimes that's quite nice to have in a film. Maybe not after you've just seen a man's arms get ripped off. Maybe you want to get back <laughs> to that bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, again, it's it's really tricky. I I don't think it was as I I I, I, I I'm not saying it's a necessarily a negative thing either. It's just a a, a, an unusual artistic choice for anime that's usually so hype and so um i don't know short bursts and this is it's almost yeah. like anime is not necessarily designed for movie form uh perhaps Ooh, i don't i don't, I don't know like, do you know what i mean like i'm not saying that that's that's it but it's almost like this i don't know could you do this as a series it'd be interesting to see this as a as a, a 12 part show or something um, you know, I think I would quite like that. I'd like to see more because I really like this world. I think that it's yeah. the er- the era it's set in. It's set in like one thousand two hundred 
uh, AD-ish. So it's kind of proper, like you said earlier, medieval-style Japan. And they're just starting to come to grips with firearms. And I'd love to see more adventures taking place in this world with the spirits and with uh, the humans kind of phasing them out. It's it's this wonderful idea. And maybe you're right, maybe in the movie format. <laughs> Sorry, are you throws- just, can I just qu- uh, qualify your position in this in this movie? You think it's a wonderful idea that the humans are trying to eradicate the forest and kill all of nature, yeah? That's where, where you're coming from on this? That's that's not my position, <laughs> and any uh, misconstrued words uh, that you may have taken from that are untrue and <laughs> unequivocally false, okay. as I am a lover of the mountain spirit, and the, damn it, no, it's the forest spirit. The forest <laughs> spirit, yeah. Who's the mountain spirit? Fake is that God the wolf? Fan. That is, I think, the wolf, What's or the, the boar, maybe. Maybe. What's uh, Okay. So there's wolves and boars and dragons things dragons well the dragons. big the big night walker looks a bit dragony i suppose yeah i suppose yeah what did you think to the spirits and their designs and their powers um again it goes back to what you were saying earlier about the way this show will drip feed lore in and and have those conversations and not really reveal too much you almost have to just work out things for yourself make assume some things and then just accept you're not going to know other things um yeah like but but i i i enjoyed that i enjoyed wolf girl and the the wolves mm. i thought they were cool um I, the, the bit when like the wolf grabs his head when he's unconscious oh yeah <laughs> just ragdolls him i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah that kid's not waking up no um the but the boars are gruesome and uh sort of have a role in there um the the spirit the the forest spirit why did oh, they give so unnerving. why did they give it a human face i it's just so don't know creepy. why they give it a human face it's really weird it's, it's like that little smile like, yeah and it's ooh. just like oh yeah there's studio ghibli like that's what we do <laughs> we just make weird, weird shit for the sake of being crazy weird. crazy character designs yeah it is a bit strange i, I like that their powers even though they're called gods I like that they're not stupidly overpowered until like the forest spirit at the end, but yeah. they are flesh and blood, and even well, if they're incredibly long lived, yeah, they I think, can um, still be harmed, and you can kill them. I, th- I think the idea, you know, my interpretation of the whole, uh, I don't know, equilibrium in this forest is that as the humans gain power and destroy the forest they become weaker and become more animalistic so i would i would argue that originally years before the humans settled there they were so much more formidable and so much more powerful and had Mm. more powers and then as humans have sort of infiltrated the forest they then had they then receded into themselves they've become more animalistic and therefore their powers have dwindled and then we see by the end I, I don't I don't know whether they explicitly say it or whether it's just implied that the wolves are now just wolves. Um, they seem to be just hopping around quite happy at the end, rather than um, yeah, rather than actually talk, talking. Or did they talk? I can't I'm not remember. sure about I'm not sure about the wolves. I know that the the big white boar that turns up in like the, the latter third, mm. he explicitly mentions that eventually, yeah, if they don't fight back, then they'll turn into farm breed of like yeah yeah for, mass-produced pigs yeah for the for, for the humans to hunt i think he says um 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I really like, I really like that, um, that balance though. It seems like a really cool story. It's like, and again, there's a lot of moral implications there. Like, where do we stand yeah. on that? Like the, the humans, cause, cause we, what, okay. You wanted to talk about our antagonist, I guess the, or yeah. one of them. Um, again, Lady it's, Eboshi. yeah, Lady Eboshi. Let's talk about Lady Eboshi because she's obviously got a, a nice. unique yeah. perspective in this whole film and it's quite an mm. important role. Um, where do you want to start with her? What is your main sort um, of thought process? So my thought process with her is that she's clearly f- set up and framed as the antagonist. She's got the traditional British drawl uh, that you give to any bad guy in the 90s mm. uh, to kind of cement that this is the, this is the bad guy. And what she is doing to the forest spirits object- and the environment objectively from an outsider looking in can be seen as very bad. She's actively going out of her way to kill off any spirits that um, surround Irontown. Mm. She is taking on under pressure and under duress, but still she's making it a mission to develop these weapons so that she can hunt the forest spirit and her town is causing damage to the beautiful lakes and the forests around her. Mm. And to another extent, when we first see her on the mountain ridge, when her men fall off the side, she's very callous in saying, oh, they're dead. We just need to get back to town now with what we've got. So we can see her (laughs) as being this bit of an antagonist. But her workforce is full of ex-courtesans from brothels all over the country. And she's given and these lepers. women equal opportunity and lepers who wouldn't, who would die in the street. She's giving them a second lease on life. Everybody in Iron Town is equal. The women work just as hard as the men to produce the iron, which then gets taken and is sold. She cares very deeply. Like even though she was quite callous towards her men's death earlier, when yeah, she's just a good leader, though, isn't she? Like. You, and that's you, what you're going to really do. Like yeah, you're not going to you're not going to climb down the mountain to save two guys that are probably dead when you are probably going to be attacked if you stay where you are anyway. So like you just walk exactly. in a suicide mission. Um but it it's good that then when those two survivors come back she's genuinely happy and she shows Ashikata all of her secrets. She shows she willingly brings him into the town. She tells him information that she's like guarding Mm. And she just seems very, I don't know, amicable to yeah. him. She's not trying to have conflict. She's just trying to protect her own people and protect her in-group, which happens to be the courtesans and the um, the riflemen. I think she's she's got um, a depth to her that and, and, and motivations to her that make her the most interesting character, really, because everyone else is very one-dimensional. Like our main boy, Ashitaka, he just wants to cure himself but also just wants people to stop fighting and um, mm-hmm. wolf girl wants to kill the other woman and uh, kill because she's destroying yeah because she's destroying all of the nature around her and uh, uh, oh you know what mm. i think wolf girl uh, wolf okay. girl should be a boshi's daughter right that would be the big one wouldn't it yeah like she's fighting back against her mum because she disagrees she wants to protect nature that would make a really interesting conflict but i don't think it's ever explicitly stated no but it is explicitly stated that the the, 
she's not a wolf thing. She's just a child that was left in the forest and the wolf god mm. raised her like Mowgli. Um, yeah. It's basically the jungle book. Princess. Uh, oh my God. It is actually the jungle book. The humans are trying to destroy the forest <laughs> and Mowgli has to go back to the village to save the, that's, that's the plot of jungle book, right? It's, it's definitely very, yes. there's definitely some similarities there. And then there's I don't like think a, Jungle Book's even got a plot, man. It's just a load of meandering around and oh my God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, I'm very staunchly anti Jungle Book. Are you? I don't think it's a good film. Why? I like the songs. I just, <laughs> uh, nothing happens. Look for the bare necessities. So simple. He just, yeah, nothing happens. He just, he wanders around. Follows a bunch of elephants for like 20 minutes. Almost gets killed by a monkey. Falls and then sets love, a tiger's tail on fire. Falls in love with someone like, from the village. What, what's his driving force? Why, why is he doing any of this? Why is it? Because the humans are burning down the forest. Then they start fire. It's, they create fire and that like burns shit down. And then Shere Khan's there like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to scratch I, your I, eyes I, out. I'm going to get that fire. I'll scratch your eyes out, you stupid child. Yeah. It Damn is I. very similar to be fair. Anyway, um, I'm glad that they managed to end the movie by returning the heart of Tafiti, uh, back to, um, <laughs> to the island god. Yeah. <laughs> I am Moana. I've been watching it. Okay. I've been listening to, uh, Encanto soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to watch it this week. Are you? Actually, apparently it was the one we need to talk about <laughs> Gustav or whatever it's called. <laughs> That's his name, uh, right? Bruno. Bruno. No, Bruno. it's just okay. Bruno. Just Bruno. All right. Just Bruno. Yeah, and we don't, second, we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, we don't talk about <laughs> What did I say? We've got to, We've talk, got to about talk about Gustav. <laughs> We've got to talk about Gustav. We don't talk about Bruno, but we have to talk about Gustav. That's How did great. he get here? We're in Spain. <laughs> yeah. He's clearly... What's it? Oh, hey, Gustav? Russian, do you think? Maybe. Yeah, sure. Um... La- oh, no. Latvian, I think. Um, Latvian. There, there's um, Eastern European. There, there is a spin on the on the in the film. There is a spin on the song. To be fair, that does go. Uh, it's time to talk about Bruno. So you, you weren't you weren't oh. far off. Um, I was all I was all right. Okay. Should we talk about the animation? Yeah, let's talk about the animation because, good God, it's so good. Is it's it? So good. Oh, not the way I was going to oh. go with that. Really? Yeah. Okay. You tell me how a hand drawn demon of wiggly worms writhing and running around isn't gorgeous yeah no uh, that uh, <laughs> look, i don't i don't i don't want to be that guy that just criticizes for the sake of criticizing i think overall, but he's gonna do it anyway no no i'm not i'm, I'm not i'm gonna try and be objective i think overall it is okay. good animation i think um loads of the action bits are really good my favorite and what i love about the animation is the subtle <laughs> little movements and things that go on that i was gonna say that yeah. almost look potentially rotoscoped in certain situations but also but just they're just so like humanistic that mm. you sort of just buy into it it's like oh my god they, they spent time and there's there's some specific examples like when he restrings his bow in the first yes first scene or like the, the first big action scene he restrings his bow and they didn't need to do that like that was so so nice to see him ha- have to do that when he jumps off the red elk and onto the ladder it's like such a fluid motion yeah there's a and there's, there's a, like a and you, you see a little wobble of the ladder and as you, as you go straight into that climbing and there's no cuts like something that's very um very i think emphasizes the 
I don't know, tangibility of it is that they just do it all in that frame. They don't, they're not like jumping to yeah. zoom in on him restringing the bow. They're not like cutting to his hands mm. and feet climbing up the ladder. It's just, yeah. we'll just see it all in this frame, this wide lens frame, um, which is mm. really unique. Um, there's a bit later on that I noticed, and I'm sure there's loads of these and I didn't, didn't note them all down, but, so, but he shows the monk, the, the little rock, the little, uh, iron ball. And then he yeah. pops it back in his pouch and he mm. draws the string as he's talking. So yeah, he, he, he pulls, like, it, he pulls shut. it short. And I'm like, that's so, like, they did not need to do that. They could have just, any other anime would just shove that in there. And it, his, hand would, his hand would have gone off screen. Yeah. And then yeah. It's just back in the pouch. Yeah. Um, There's so many lovely little moments like that. For yeah. me, the standout one for me is during the scene where they're eating uh, in Irontown mm. and one of the old men sh- like chastises him or makes fun of him. And some guy goes, oh, you've got rice on your chin, old man. And then oh, yeah. as the conversation continues, you see the guy who just spoke reach up and wipe his chin down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like p- take the rice off. And there's just, everything is moving. Everything is packed in. It feels very cluttered, but also you know exactly what's going on yeah. at any given moment. So my my criticism, I guess, is that that the the, the artist, the person who's drawn this, is it, the, did you say that it's the main... The guy who actually, yeah, Miyazaki, Miyazaki, have storyboarded most of it. Yeah, it's it's almost like taking liberties and taking luxuries, focusing on what he wants to focus on. Whereas the very first, one of the very first scenes, it looks like a cardboard cutout of a man on an elk just being like transported across a, uh, you know, just been like on a stick, <laughs> just jumping along a, a, a stationary background. Um, because yeah. there was no interaction with the surroundings and it looked like he was just floating uh, across the ground. I don't even know if there was any shadows or anything. Um, I will agree that a lot of the interaction between the characters that are moving and the backgrounds is a bit strange because the backgrounds, whilst beautiful, mm. have a very specific kind of watercolour aesthetic to them. Mm. And whereas the main characters probably are kind of much more kind of pale block colors mm. that interaction and that juxtaposition of the two of them together can feel a bit jarring yeah and i, th- I think i yeah it's it's a it's just something that i thought early on and it did sort of redeem itself as i got used to its style and stuff and mm. when it comes to the actual end climax that last half an hour of action stuff there's so yeah. much movement and so much detail there it is really impressive um Mm. so it's not really yeah i've taught myself out of it it's not really it's it is good animation <laughs> really good animation uh, especially when it, it, i don't i don't know i get the feeling that this is uh this is harder to achieve than like a, a studio mapper where it's i don't know produced differently is this like mm. more hand-drawn techniques and stuff rather than digital? yeah so when it comes to um ghibli movies or anime movies in general a lot more time is allocated to them. So a lot there's a lot more chances to make that impressive scene or to focus on those small details. And Ghibli prides itself on being like the Disney of anime. Right. Like when they release a film, the world stops and watches because they have such artistic liberties and freedoms. Like there's a lot of Ghibli films, but they're all quite far spaced apart because they give the artists the time to really make their vision come together. Okay. I mean, I guess, I think that's all very well in principle, 
it's just whether it succeeds or not, isn't it? Like it's all very yeah. well saying that and claiming that, but that it sounds very pretentious. <laughs> it sounds yeah, ve- definitely. <laughs> it sounds very much like well, we're gonna I'm gonna do my piece of artwork and you're gonna love it because I've taken so long on it and because I'm give, giving it time to breathe and I'm an amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like it it seems like very mm. art culture snobbery highbrow like we're gonna this is yeah. this is a piece of artwork rather than a, for entertainment and i think that's yeah. kind of how you have to look at ghibli because it, as an artwork rather than entertainment because like we say there's so much of this movie that yeah. is long drawn out stuff you can admire that's it a really good point but i'm not sure whether i was entertained for all for, for chunks of this movie do you know what i mean it wasn't mm. as engaging and maybe that's what what I find hard because I want my movies to be more targeted. Maybe I'm just a sucker yeah. for, for, for mainstream entertainment for where it's like firing all the pole Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's on Flashy, me. I mean, I'm happy to big stuff to take that, but like, I think that's potentially where I find it hard. No, but, but that makes a lot of sense. And it is a really good point to make that it isn't so much that we're watching it's obviously designed for an entertainment purpose, but if it's coming and produced with the mindset of we're making this an artistic masterpiece, then it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You're right. It's going to be, it's like going to watch like a Scorsese film or something or mm. something along those lines yeah. where it's, it's, it's real cinema <laughs> for, for lovers of film versus mm. maybe a more general audience. And I think that that's really interesting point that you've brought what's the um, what's the festival that they do for like indie f- films and stuff that Is it cans i don't know maybe maybe um yeah um okay what else do you want to talk about well i wanted to ask you about the big fight between mononoke and iron town because it's about at the midpoint of the movie we finally see her for who she kind of really is for the, that first time Who's Mononoke? And everything from the the oh, what, what do they call it? They change it. They, she's got like a different name, doesn't she? Is it Sue? Sue. All right, Sue. All right, Sue. Put the kettle on. <laughs> um, I, I think so. Maybe Sue. So. I don't know. San. Either way, maybe San. San's a girl. Check. Is that who you're on about? Yeah, the girl, the princess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, when she attacks Iron Town with the two walls and like yeah. she like jumps up the side of the building and she stabs the spear into the wood and uses it to springboard up and there's she's sprinting about all over the place super quick and mm. I really like that her feet make that little pitter patter sound yeah yeah like she's barely making any noise mm. uh, what did you think of the action set pieces yeah I thought they were really cool I like um I like <laughs> I like it um I th- I thought it was really well balanced between like she she's she's clearly very talented but it didn't seem superhuman mm-hmm. um she you know she slips yeah. and she gets knocked down quite quite easily to be honest and you sort of think mm. all right she's well trained but she's still a child <laughs> i guess yeah um also what are the ages of these people because she looks about 12 and they definitely get together yeah, yeah. in the end um which i don't really buy to be honest no they what, the relationship time to meander around but then they don't spend any time developing the core relationship between Ashitaka and San. Like, it comes out of nowhere. Apart from him saying that she's beautiful. Like, that's it. Yeah, it is a bit, it is a bit, 
out of left field. But um, I also don't know. I don't really get why they had to force it. And it, I wonder whether I don't know. Is because there was a there was an interesting development, interesting take on the other Studio Ghibli when we talked about Spirited Away, the romantic relationship mm. in that you said was different in the dub than it was in the sub. Do you yes, remember? Because, because in the... It was to do with yeah, Dragon in, Boy. And... Yeah, in the sub, it was like it was platonic and it was yeah. more f- based in friendship. Whereas in the dub, they it like, it's specific of like, oh, I love you. Yeah. Whereas in the sub, it was a lot more general. Like, oh, I, I like you and I appreciate you for what you've done to help me. But... I think that can come down to studio meddling because when the Ghibli films were brought over to the West, they were brought over by Disney and dubbed by Disney. So a lot of their kind yeah. of yeah, I think, I think company values probably got pumped yeah, into it. Yeah. Um, mm. So there isn't a similar, similar thing here. I was just thinking there could be a, a platonic relationship originally meant like a, a mutual respect because they don't even get together. Like that's the no. that's the thing. Like they're they're seen hugging at the end, but then they're like, "Yeah, I'll come see you every now and then." But I'm gonna go like, "If yeah, I'm gonna go fix up the village that we nuked." Yep, you know, um, Western economy. That's that's for me. I I want to start. <laughs> you know, Did you see those bellows? They've got an entire town full of prostitutes. <laughs> Why wouldn't I live there? Yeah, sorry. Um, for look, it's been great. But ah, uh, is that the time? I've I've got oh, I've got a I've got a you know, thing. I've got bellows to pump, and you know, to, oh, those lepers aren't going to build those guns themselves. One of them is missing an arm. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, most of the people in this village are missing arms. I I really need to help out and try and yeah, they they need an able-bodied, freshly yeah. uncursed man. But to... but you're great. You're great. You know, you you're you, great. You, you like you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're just so great. And I appreciate that you mama bird fed me when I was done. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of hot, not going to lie. A little bit freaky, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, by all, I'll, I'll come, I'll come and see you in the, in the woods and we can, we can do that again sometime. Um, but it's nice. nice. You know, I, I want to give you your own space. <laughs> <laughs> well away from me. Well away from me. And my horse spontaneous new hammer. <laughs> <laughs> very good um yeah i guess I, i'd be interested i'll go back and check that because i think it's probably likely ghibli doesn't tend to do romance in its movies very often unless it's very specifically a romance film um yeah okay so yeah i think that's probably been shoehorned in. Huh. what did you think of the dub um i don't know really you know i don't really have opinions on dubs um True. It, it, the voice actors no, I don't have an opinion. I don't have an opinion. They, it was fine. Oh, you? Okay. Um, I th- I have this problem with the Disney Ghibli dubs fairly often in that they get in really big name actors to voice the characters, but because they're not used to doing voice acting, there's mm. lots of moments where lip flaps don't match up or they sound a bit wooden. I'd say the exception is... Isn't, like, isn't that direct? Ashitaka like, just... Don't you... Yeah, You're giving them the lines. It's not like they're ad-libbing. There's, there's extra steps, though, with anime dubbing. Like, with stuff in the West, like, produced in the West, um, often they'll be syncing up of mouth flaps and the di- director's 
direction, I guess. Like in Pixar and Disney films, yeah. the actors kind of get free form to do it however they want. And then the team animating it then make up the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with, when you're bringing a Ghibli film across, everything's already been done. Yeah. So you've got to match the timing and you need a good sound director who's used to doing that to give and get that performance. Well, yeah, exactly. So it is, so, it is the director. It is the director that sort of manufactures that. Like a voice actor can only do mm. so much. He's not, he, he, he's reading but I the think lines. That by getting your, in, like big Hollywood stars into the booth, they're used to just, to, you know, performing and acting, not reading lines yeah. that need to go into, like, you know what dude, I mean? Dude, dude, they're professionals, you know? They're professionals. <laughs> dude, they, they... I got Billy Bob Thornton for this role. <laughs> How many movies have you got Billy Bob Thornton into? Zero. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. all right. Any odds and ends? Uh, don't think so. Good music, good animation. Fairly straightforward. I, I will say the flat character designs or the, the Ghibli style character designs. Yeah. And then the super detailed forest spirits. Yeah. And blood and guts mm. makes for some quite jarring transitions between the two. Like when that boar turns up, he's got all the weird eye gunk around his eyes and. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And then obviously, I, th- I think they do a fairly good job of merging the two when he sort of absorbs um, Sun. And like mm. she's trapped in the mesh stuff. I think that works well. I like the animation and the relate the uh, relationship between our main boy and his arm. I thought that was quite well done. Mm. I thought you know it, it felt like the arm had this control over him, and he was battling inside. Yeah. It was very like Venom Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> um <laughs> Just popping out, yeah, and he has to suppress it. A bit like Venom as well. Yeah, it's a very similar thing. Um, yeah, there was another, I, I think, oh yeah. Why is everything in anime about gods and demons? It's like, yeah, every, every, and especially recently on, on the pod, we seem to have properly gone, covered down. a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was flicking like through I said, and I was like, Jesus everything, Christ, everything can be related to it in some way, especially if you extend yep. demons to like vampires and then we're like everything. <laughs> Then that's that's all of the shows that we've watched, <laughs> except for Carol yeah, and Tuesday. Japan's, apart from Carol and Tuesday, that's space Mars music. Mm. But is music really the most spiritual thing of all? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think in Japan because Japan's got a very spiritual culture. Yeah, there's lots of visits to temples and lots of belief that there are natural spirits and. Uh, lesser gods that pr- bring luck and good fortune and there's lots of um, holidays and events that are kind of focused around this uh, group prayer and whatnot lots of the media tends to reflect that um, I said in the Jujutsu Kaisen episode that the hi- history of making like yokai and demon versus human media in Japan goes back to almost the birth of anime and manga because it's this big you can almost feel it when you're just out and about especially when you start going to the quieter countrysides and you see the forgotten temples and the moss covered bits you can it almost feels like there is something there something watching Hmm. and it's popular yeah (laughs) straight and simple yeah demon fighting manga always gets numbers and jump yeah 
I just, I just wonder when it must, it must hit a saturation point at some point where like that people, people have just, mm. you know, had enough of it, but maybe not if it's that ingrained in the culture. Um, yeah. There was a bit of a lull yeah. in the 2010s. Maybe it ebbs and flows. I feel. Yeah. Ebbs and flows. But- Definitely. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I was just going to say like a, um, equilibrium. Uh, the second time I've used that word in this, this show and that it's a fun word to use. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a good movie too. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's a movie? Ah. Yeah, I think it's Christian Bale and oh. he's uses like gun foo. It's like the a cheap version of the Matrix. Oh cool. Cool. Hmm. Christian ba- Christian Bale being the cheap version of Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. I liked she was Christian Batman. Bale is like is it could be like ten years on Keanu Reeves like Keanu Reeves is the 90s version and then Christian Bale is the noughties version because they him in Batman and and Keanu in the Matrix Matrix could, okay so could who's be. the 2010s Keanu Reeves um see where does Nicolas Cage fall into this because he's all of them <laughs> no he's a wild card man he, he's every decade like, he's <laughs> he's the constant <laughs> he's immortal he he's like a vampire I guess it would be, um, uh, is it just because he's Batman? Um, oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. No. Oh, maybe Ben Affleck. No, because he's older. Oh, no, Robert Pattinson. I was going to say Patterson, yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I don't think he's been in enough action stuff to be. No, but it's just that, it's just that somber sort of, like him in Twilight was Mm. the same sort of, I'm going to, everything's really serious and my life is so hard. I'm from the mate. I'm from. I'm super monotone. Who am I? Am I from the Matrix? Am I from Batman? Or am I a vampire in Twilight? <laughs> I could be any one of these people right now. I could, I could be any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Okay. I'll put a stamp for approval on that. Mm. Okay. I'm not sure what we're approving, but it's done. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, can I make one? Can I raise one last comparison? Um, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> I was right. I was right with that. I was so happy that I, I called that. I was like, was that from Jackie Chan Adventures? And then I went back and watched Jackie yes, Chan Adven- Adventures. That theme tune, man. Did you see it on, did you see it put it on the Instagram story? I, I did see it. I'm very happy that it was there. Yeah. Oh, it fired neurons. I haven't fired in a long yeah. time. What, what were you saying? Uh, one more thing. Um, one more thing. I was going to say, um, the whole bit at the beginning of the film when he has to leave his home, he gets this like, mm. it's, it gets, it's like, okay, so you've been infected by this horrible boar for saving the village. Well done. Thank you for saving the village. Now you can either die or fuck <laughs> off and never come back again. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. <laughs> and she's saying it with such a sweet smile on I her know. face as well. And every, all the men are like, what? do we really have to say goodbye? And nobody stops. Nobody <laughs> contests. And, the law dictates we can't watch you go. So this is it. Bye. See you later. See Ciao. You. I'm like him and his friend was later executed for breaking that law. <laughs> yeah. His friend. It's his sister. I, know. The... I thought his sister. No, she mentions the sister having died, right? Oh, what? No, I thought, I thought, oh, is that his sister? I thought that is was that his, his sister? sister. Huh? I thought it was just, like I a thought child it, she could never forget. No, she's like, she's like 12. Yeah, I thought it was just one of the girls that he saved really earlier. really b- best friends with young children. Is this like a, a erased <laughs> situation where there's a... Um, I was thinking oh, um, uh, Yuji. Yuji? Itadori. Yuji. 
Yes. Um, Best boy. Would, ha- would have a lot, lot to discuss with our main boy here because it's like stuck between a rock and oh, a hard place. <laughs> I've, I've been cursed too. Oh, oh you're, you, you're going to die. die or die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> but at least Yuji can punch through walls. And has a bit more personality to it. <laughs> True, but Ash- Ashitaka technically doesn't die. He he manages to solve the problem. Oh, yeah, he just breaks his curse. He breaks his curse. So I, that would suck as well, though, because he he was so strong with that curse. Like he fired an arrow hard enough to tear two separate people's heads off. It, the more I think about it, the more your venom comparison does actually fit quite nicely. <laughs> venom, because <laughs> it, it's like when he gets when he gets angry as well. It's like it's that. Um, <laughs> It, comes it flares out. up and it gets weird and tenderly. It does get weird and tenderly. It's the way I like it. <laughs> oh God! Uh, shall we move on to the question? Okay, let's before this on. gets any more sexual. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so the first question we like to discuss is concept and execution. Um, or haven't given this any thought thought whatsoever. Sam, concept and execution. This is a tricky one. I, I, are you, a bit of a are you giving it a pass because it's Studio Ghibli and, you know, you like to I'm not giving Studio it a pass Ghibli. just because it's Studio Ghibli. I think, as a concept, this fantasy adventure is kind of weak. I mean, it's just like... I think that what saves it, I think, is the execution. <laughs> the more that we've talked about I it... I disagree. It, I think that this is the best concept. And I'm just going to play devil's advocate against everything you say. No, I think... The more that we've talked about it over the course of the podcast, the more I've kind of realised it's how kind of milk toast the concept is. Milk toast. It's really kind of mm. yeah. Thank you. I've been eating my thesaurus this morning. <laughs> um, have, yeah, have you been playing just... Wordle? No. <laughs> Never ask me that again. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah, I just me I think the concept is kind of by the by the numbers. It's just fantasy adventure off you go but it's the ghibli animation that kind of makes it stand out i don't think i think you could like we were saying much earlier we were saying oh this would be really cool as a series because then we could actually explore this world and this concept in greater detail but because it's a movie i think the concept suffers because there's not enough time to actually get to grips with the world and yeah. the laws and the rules but i yeah agreed i think in a weird sort of way What's great about this film is also what holds it back when it comes to concepts and execution. I think there's too many characters, all with different motives, that mm. add to the depth of the plot, but also take away from how much you can invest into each individual storyline. So, like, yeah. he's got this curse that he's trying to break, and then it's not until about halfway through the film that we even get an idea of this grander picture of Fight for the Forest. And this humans mm. versus nature situation. And I think for a, for a one-off film, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do one of those well, I think you go with the the humans versus the forest and he gets into that yeah. earlier. Or, or even, the, you don't even need him there. You just need the humans versus the forest and it's that battle of, yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the big crux of the thing. Yeah. And you, you, you learn about it that way. You're completely right because the actual fight of humans versus animals gets mostly relegated to off-screen boar death. We get a, a, the briefest of snaps of the boars fighting against the human army. Mm. And then it's just the aftermath. Like, the, the humans won. 
that we don't get to see it and see it fleshed out. We're spending too much time focusing on Ashitaka running around trying to find Mononoke instead of actually the high stakes battle that's taking place. Mm. I think, yeah. So, so let's, Mm. let's move on to turnoffs then. So the turnoffs are the length of it, the, Meand- yeah, quite long. the meandering also why do they why does Ghibli have to just go so weird with the animation and like have those weird little creepy, <laughs> you mean the creepy designs yeah the creepy blobs in the forest oh well, they start shaking yeah That's yeah cool. it is creepy it's those it's um no face all over again um it's just lots of baby no <laughs> and the big s- smiley forest spirit head Mm. Oh, when they pull it out of the iron container and it's just like it's fish eyes just like rolling back. I was like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I will say that is a very cool moment, though, with the moment where they get like bathed in the forest spirit as it takes its head yeah, back. Yeah. And there's like the whole screen is yellow and then the main two are just in black. That's a very cool shot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for turn offs, I guess what the ones that you said, and I guess maybe the gore, because it does show a lot of like innards of limbs and bone and mm. people die and there's blood so if you're a bit squeamish maybe not i don't think it's horribly offensive no like i didn't feel squeamish watching it no because it's still ghibli at the end of the day yeah mm. so there isn't that much to turn it off it's just whether we think that this is a good enough story and a an, a, an interesting enough plot that it, it it can get into the universe that we could show this to a novice and say right this is anime enjoy this see what you think mm-hmm. i'm really on the fence yeah see my gut at the start of it when i switched it on yesterday was okay yeah like this is it i'll have convinced will with this one this is this is what's going to change his mind on studio Ghibli. it's 10 times but as we've been- what i thought about spirited away and i you know i i, I sort of ad- admire um spirited away more now based on this because mm. i sort of see what they're going for more you have to be looking at it from the world perspective not from a narrative perspective and mm. that sort of yeah way of admiring it as a piece of artwork um but mm. again there's it's got some good messages and themes as oh well, yeah like the whole humans versus nature aspect the the strong female characters throughout yeah it's uh, um, the hatred hatred destroys all sort of thing C- mm, hatred curse. try and break that cycle yeah yeah no there are some good moral i i i i'm happy to put this in i think this is a good example yeah of typical japanese animation maybe not typical but in my head what i would have considered fairly typical japanese mm. and obviously ghibli is you know holds a candle to it's it's part of animation in the grand scheme of things you know people look at, at anime and go ghibli's one of the big ones so yeah true i think you can kind of get away with a, a like a rainy day this kind of stuff used to be after school movies that they'd show back on channel four like mm, they're yeah. big enough that you could that. get them onto regular television and people would watch them oh god can you imagine watching this on channel four every 15 minutes stopping for an ad break already adding to the two oh my god hour, well, that's the problem minutes. isn't it like, like, oh, even nowadays I mean, I don't watch, t- no one really watches TV anymore. Everything's, if you want to watch a movie, you stream it. <laughs> Everyone's streaming. Um, yeah, but that was the, that was the, always the problem with every long movie. You're like, 
you want to watch Lord of the Rings over Christmas or something, and it's like three hours long already there for the next ten it's hours, like five hours. It's like <laughs> and like you put on a film at like nine o'clock at night, and it's one of your favorites, and it's like, oh yeah, I can watch this, and it finishes at you look at the runtime, and it finishes at midnight, and you're like, what? What's <laughs> happened here? I've got this the, film's only an hour twenty. Yeah, I've got the DVD over there. I'm just going to put that on. Um, <laughs> But it's not the same, is it? There's something yeah. special about watching a film you like on TV. It's like, ha. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's just everyone's friends over. It. Yeah, it's that communal aspect mm. to it, right? I think that this is a perfect film for that. You can kind of sit around. I think to watch this with a few friends and just appreciate it and kind of have a bit of a chat during the downtime and mm. go, oh, look, isn't that pretty? <laughs> would be a really good way to yeah. draw somebody in. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's put it in then. Well done, um, Princess. 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 Prince Os. Princess Mononoke. Monon- oh, f- Studio Ghibli. Mononoke. Well done, Studio Ghibli, for getting <laughs> into the anniversary with something, whatever it is. And um, yeah, if you. Uh, if we're going to. Uh, things, things, words. <laughs> there. <laughs> we're going to go into Slice of Life now, but if you have enjoyed the podcast, let us know. Send us an email at gateway to the anniversary gmail.com message us on twitter or instagram let us know what you thought of princess mononoke and if you would not stick around for slice of life uh we'll see you next time in the anniverse oh sorry i missed miss, miss, miss the beat um <laughs> make sure you subscribe so you get the podcast in, in your feed as well I'm not sure how I feel about you taking my plug section there. I'm going to have to steal your intro tomorrow and next week, I think. And just <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that felt weird. <laughs> that felt very strange. I was like, I don't know. I'm in uncharted territory. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just going to keep naming things for the best. We're on the TikTok. I'm sorry about that. Was, that was weird. The scallywags. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you stepped up. You stepped up. I was fumbling. Um, okay, so... Let's talk slice of life. What have you been up to this week, Sam? What's been uh, take tickling your fancy? What's been uh, stroking your eyeballs? Oh, gross! <laughs> um, <laughs> I finished uh, rewatching Jujutsu Kaisen uh, with some of my oh, mates. Oh wow, we that's cool. Yeah, just in time. So there's a oh, actually, that's <laughs> a point. Whilst we've been yammering on mm. with this podcast, there should be a um, a big. Demon, uh, not Demon, sorry, Jujutsu Kaisen announcement. So a lot of people are hoping it's going to be season two, um, or maybe a game of some sort. So I'm, I will check my Twitter after we finish recording to see what all that is about. Um, I've also been watching One Piece. More of that. I finished the Dressrosa arc and the Zoo arc, and I'm starting the whole Cake Island arc. All of which it's called Cake Island. Just sound like whole cake, whole cake. Yeah. It's a whole cake and it's an island. I swear, trying to list arcs to people <laughs> makes you sound like a crazy person. Yeah. Right? If I'm, I'm going to name a couple of arcs for you and I want you to try and guess what they're about. Okay. Okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, Paramount War. Um, It's the biggest war. Pretty much. Okay. That one was easy. I got that. Not the movie company. Okay. Uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Um, It's about... Really strong rocks that people can't break. <laughs> Water Seven. Water Seven. And um, that is set in uh, the Midlands, I think, because 
the river the <laughs> river seven <laughs> it runs through there <laughs> runs through the midlands is, is that where the nice. river seven is i don't know i don't know my geography there's definitely a river yeah, my seven it's not very good either mm. oh, very good so yeah I, i've been watching some one piece cool. and whatnot how about you what have you been up to okay um i have been watching reacher on amazon prime reacher yeah. like jack reacher like jack reacher it's no it's phenomenal i was thinking is it good i love it i so love it it's exactly what you what you want from have you so i i've read i've read a few of the jack reacher novels i I read them growing up Mm. um do you know anything about them have you seen the movie i tom cruise version tom cruise yeah Yeah, I've, i've seen the first one and i've was maybe conscious for the second one. The second one was pretty bad. Do you um, do you know from, one from of the major criticisms? Of, he's too short. He's too short. He's completely like he's supposed to be six foot four, blonde, and like a sh- brick <laughs> shit house, like an Adonis. Yeah, and but they're like, ah, oh, he's an action hero. Let's get Tom Cruise. Um, and you know, I didn't really care about that. I was like, ah, uh, it's fine. It doesn't doesn't matter that much. But it does matter because when you think back to the books. He is just a beast. Like, he just demolishes people. Mm. So, th- have you seen the trailer for Reacher? The, so this is an no. Amazon Prime original and they are doing a, it's a series. It's so gritty. It's so, and, and it, it, it is so close to the books. Like, it is the plot from the books. Wow. Um, I even, okay. I even opened up the first book that this is based on on my Kindle while I was watching. And I read it. along. Well, I did while I, while I was watching. And, and like oh, wow. oh, the, the opening scene is almost word for word. It's um, the, the setting Damn. description is great. Like the whole, it's like he's sat in a diner and the cops burst in and like, I'm reading it along and I'm like, yep, two cops burst in. Yep. It's, it's so, it's so accurate. And the actor. Who plays Reacher? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to look up his name because I only know this guy from one place. And that is Blue Mountain State. Um, oh, oh! I think I've watched a few episodes of that. Alan Richson. Um, is, oh, damn! He's massive. he is huge. <laughs> and holy shit! I can't see anyone other than Blue Mountain State because in that it's so anyone who's twice the size of the guy in the picture next to him. <laughs> yes, he is huge. He is genuinely what? huge. Um, in Blue Mountain State, he plays an American football prodigy. And, um, Blue Mountain State is a complete spoof, like comedy slapstick. And he's just plays the dense. He's hilarious. He just plays this absolute <laughs> testosterone filled jock who just like says the dumbest stuff in the world. And he is brilliant. And in this, he's this gritty, mature sort of, and he's still funny to be fair. He still has his funny moments. And it is, it's just really good. It's just exactly what you want from like a crime thriller novel turned into a series and it's it's great love it incredible and, and oh my god mate awesome. on the just just watch the trailer after this because it's like they they show okay. they show the uh, a prison scene and it's just him kicking ass and it's a proper brutal like bones are broken eyes are gouged oh. it's so good does it feel like it's visceral the first born film interesting like, that's my go-to for kind of like in my head, when I think gritty spy thrillers, mm. the first thing I always go to is that first Bourne, Jason Bourne movie, like where he's having the fight with the guy and he stabs the pen. The, yeah, into his yeah, hand yeah, and yeah. Shit. Yeah. No, it's it's not too dissimilar. Uh, it's it's got a similar vibe. It's got a similar vibe. Um, but this is just obviously mm. twenty twenty one production and um, yeah, some yeah, pretty intense camera angles and just some cool, just some great acting as well. It's great. 
Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. I've, apart from that, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I've, I said up top that we're recording two episodes. So I'm going to say, I'm going to save. You're going to save some save for next some time. For I've me. saved a few things for, okay. for next time as well. Right. Yeah. So um, okay. thank you all for listening. We've done all our plugs. Uh, make sure you hit us up and let us know what you think of um, Studio Ghibli and Princess Mononoke. Um, we'll see you next week for our Mapper episode where we look at a. a yeah. Oh, oh, no spoilers here. Um, I can't even pronounce what it is anyway. So we'll see you next week, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.